Welcome to the Momgasm Podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. Welcome to today's episode of the Momgasm Podcast, where originally we thought we were going to talk all things body shame, but ended up just talking about titties. So dive in, get cozy, and let's talk about all things tatas, what gets us excited, what makes us nervous, why or when to expose them, and how we can start being more comfortable in the bedroom with the titties that we've got. Yeah, take a drink of water to be so aware of how I'm swallowing though mm-hmm. when you're recording because it's like otherwise yeah. you get I know it makes me feel a little bit <laughs> and it's not it's not it's not that I'm like self-conscious about my gulping no mama you likes mama likes to gulp weird <laughs> but <laughs> it's not the most pleasurable thing to have in your ears unless you're into that shit no. which if you are a lot of people are into ASMR that is true. Just saying. That is a thing. That is true. So, if you're listening to this and you really like to hear us gulp, let us know. <laughs> We're going to start another podcast about <laughs> ASMR. Us gulp gulping. with the girls. <laughs> Grab your big gulp and the gulp join girls. us on the couch. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. So, welcome. Oh man, that's good. All right, today we are talking about all things body shame. I suppose yeah. we didn't do this in our last episode, but I guess since we're all new here, you should probably know that this voice is Lindsay. Oh yeah, this voice is Sarah. We should start doing that. I know, I, right? We haven't done that yet. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, now that you know who we are, we're going to talk about all of the things that make us feel uncomfortable or unsexy or awkward in mm-hmm. our bodies whether we still feel this way now or have at some point in our life because I don't know about you Sarah mm. but when I'm going through body shame or body image issues or body function discomforts mm-hmm. I feel completely and totally isolated in it oh 100% right? and the weird thing is is although you're walking around and like feeling horrible about these parts of your body everyone else on the street all the other women and men are also feeling 100% uncomfortable in their body about different little things so yeah and there's there's so much lack of conversation about the specifics mm-hmm. around um, especially body functions for women and all yeah, the things that, postpartum oh, postpartum especially. and before mm-hmm. like it's there's so many different things really cool yet sometimes awkward smelly things that our bodies do and if we're not talking about them when we experience them we think we're totally fucking alone right so the whole point of this podcast is to start talking about these things to Mm -hmm. take off the sheet to get really intimate and interesting um conversations going about all of the things that we felt shame about at some point or another so that we can all relate and Mm-hmm. Know that we're not alone in this shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, we all feel the same, and we want you guys and ourselves to feel comfortable talking about this stuff. Yeah. And the best thing that we can do to really break away from that shame or embarrassment so that we can feel like the fucking 
prowesses that we are in the bedroom. Fuck yeah. Lights on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a true test of feeling comfortable in your body is yeah. lights on lights, when having sex. Lights right? on. How many of us have sex with lights on? Okay. Mm, not often. Not, not and, often. And I mean, okay, some sometimes, I mean, for me, for sure, I prefer the lights off because it feels more intimate yes. and cozy. Definitely. But... I could totally go for a romp with the lights on and just be like, yeah, look at all of this. <laughs> but that wasn't always the case. And that's why we're no, having this conversation. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> because really, the more that we start to understand and recognize that like we all have these strange things with our body and that it's yeah. just, it's just variations of normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way we can do that is by talking about it. Mm-hmm. We kind of, it loses its power. It loses its hold on us. And we can start to move into a place of loving it and accepting it and being okay with it and being yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to sit on top of you with my weird asymmetrical titties and go to town. And I am 100% hot doing it. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> so speaking of titties, yeah. maybe we should start there. Yes. Yes. Let's start with our favorite thing. Boobies. Tatas. Boobies. What a, what a, uh, milk, milk machines. Oh. If you are a breastfeeding <laughs> mama. Oh, yeah have you okay Kate for all of the the breastfeeding moms out there and you've you've nursed mm-hmm. uh, how many times did you feel like a fucking cow like a literal cow being milked for like the first three months absolute cow absolute yeah. milk machine robot yep especially with Henry my first mm-hmm. I because like second time around I was like all right I know what's gonna happen I know I'm gonna feel like this so like I was aware of it but the first time around I remember crying about uh-huh. it. I was just like, all I do yep. is feed him yep. all day long. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and like, if you're, let's say, for example, that you are going back to work or oh, your mom who's man. like, let's get out of the house. I need to have a lady date. You're then either feeding all of the time or pumping every uh, other second of the day. Yeah. Right? It's rough. You feel there, and there's isolation there because yep. you're like, how do I have a life outside of my nursing babe? Yeah, and then you feel guilty because you're like, should I have a life outside of this? Yeah, he, he or she needs to be fed. Yeah. So then there's like this whole other thing about. I it. know. Oh my god, it's it's funny. Like I I feel like at some point we could do an entire conversation, an episode oh, around like the the isolation of nursing or like yeah. the thoughts you have at three a.m. while nursing your newborn. Oh man. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But when it comes to nursing, like, that is a whole new titty terrain mm-hmm. to navigate. Like, for a lot of the, I know for me, I'll speak from my experience, like, when I got my, when my boobies came in, because I was not always large chested, but eventually got very large chested, and now they're somewhere in between. One has kind of decided to go more A cup, and the other one's like, hey, what up? I'm still a D. <laughs> but <laughs> before, before kids, um, I really identified, like, my breasts as this, like, 100% sexual part of me. Like, they were there just to please, mm-hmm. for me, the boys. Because yeah. I was after I was after all the boys. Yeah. Um, but they were there to please the boys. And, mm-hmm. like, I wasn't, I wasn't in a relationship with my breasts then where I would, like, um, touch them or massage them or, like, connect to them. Me I either. wasn't there at all. I was yeah, just like, either. they're there for boys to honka honka when they want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or to like, you know, put in my push-up bra. Right? Yeah. They were just always there to be sexual all the time. But Mm -hmm. this like fucking earth-shattering thing happens when you enter the nursing relationship where it goes from like this primarily sexual thing to like 
fuck, can these still be sexual? Like, I'm leaking all over the place. Yeah. Which is, I felt so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and awkward um, nursing my first and having breasts that leaked. And I was like, (laughs) I soaked through towels on the regular. Yeah. Like, I would just bend over and I would be pouring milk. I remember when I came over and I was pregnant with Henry and we were talking about breastfeeding. Yeah. And I was like, I was, cause I had no idea about it. I was like, so what, what do your breasts like? What? I was trying to get you to tell me exactly what happened. And you were like, man, I have so much milk. You're like, if I put a target over there on the uh-huh. other wall, I could hit it with my titty milk. I was like, 100%. Whoa. Seriously. <laughs> I wanted Seriously. to see it. Like I was like, Lindsay, will you do it? I still do it right now. <laughs> Actually, no, I, she, they're not they are not as powerful as they once, they once were, but I could probably get halfway over there. I was amazed. Oh, absolutely man. amazed. But it was like, the, so in my first, when my milk first came in, um, hello engorgement, that's a whole other. Oh, I mean, it, painful. It looks, it looks super fun for like a hot minute. It looks sexy as hell. <laughs> like except a, for the veins. Yeah, except for the veins. Other than that, you look like the porn stars you see in all the pornos you've ever watched. Oh, it's unreal. I'm like, look, I'm a stripper yeah, it, but it hurts as well. You're like, like, I can't move because they're yeah. like a thousand pounds each. Yeah, they're like cement. Yeah. Ugh. But anyway, um, when my milk came in, I... So there's a big conversation around like, don't pump off anything because yeah. then you're going to keep your production and like whole other conversation. But I was at the point where I was like, I didn't even need to pump. I took, I literally took two of just beer glasses put them over my nipples and just hung over and I felt half of them each just like free hanging. But this is like how much milk I when was you producing. were engorged. Yeah. And wow. this was like, I, it was yeah. probably about two weeks where I was doing that like every day and I was still getting like probably two ounces. You were engorged for two it. weeks. No, I wasn't engorged for two weeks, but I was oh, just, okay. my milk production was so high. Wow. So it's like, I went from like boobs are only sexual boobs are just mm-hmm. for boys to touch. Um, to, this like con- continuously exploding super soaker titties that I'm like I don't does anybody want to touch these I don't know what to do with these I'm covered in milk all of the time it's so uncomfortable. all of the yeah. time and so it's like I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know how to like be comfortable with being moist yeah all of the fucking time and no one talks about it like when you're pregnant with your first everyone says yeah you're gonna start breastfeeding yeah you're gonna have leaky booze but then there's no other conversation around the shame about it around the uncomfortableness around how do you navigate being a sexual person with your partner and still having leaky tits yeah like what do you do with that yeah you know, what do you do when you're out in public for the first time and you leak through your shirt? <laughs> yup. You know? Okay, who, who has been there? Like, I I need to know. I had it happen, like, once or twice. But at that point, I had already, like, been working around the idea mm. of just being comfortable with, you know what, I'm a mom, I make milk, it happens. Mm. But I know that that's not the norm. Like, yeah. that that is, like, next level. I'm going to mm-hmm. get comfortable with my body really early because I know this is going to happen kind yeah, of thinking. Yeah. So for a lot of us, I don't know, did you have this happen to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel? Mortified. Absolutely mortified. I wanted to run and hide. Like, yep. I wanted to cry. Yep. Like, as, as I mean, I knew, I think I was with my mom and dad and we were out shopping. Mm. And my mother didn't breastfeed. Um, she wasn't able to. She tried, but she just wasn't able to. So... 
I, there was like a whole other level of my parents being like amazed that I was able to do yeah. this and my, my sister wasn't able to so again like there was this whole other like wow Sarah this is amazing but then I went and leaked and I was like you know even though they're my mom and dad I was still like this is really it feels, it's like on the same level of like pissing your pants yes but it does it, like it's so fucking weird that yes. we feel that way eh yes it was, it, yeah, it was a huge mind fuck. And how do I, how do I talk about this? Because everyone's going to be like, oh, Sarah, it's normal. It's okay. It's like, yeah, but you're not the one going through it. Yeah. You're not the one going through this. And like, every time I get out of the shower, I'm leaking everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I just cleaned my body and now I'm covered in milk. <laughs> I'm sticky as fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> like, people, someone help me. I like, know. I don't have any control over something that I had control over for my whole life. Yeah. And now they're doing things that I have no control over. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was isolating. Yeah. And even though I know you're going through it and all the other women I know who are we nursing are going it. through it, it's still... Well, we don't talk about it. We this, don't talk we about don't it. We don't talk about it. And so one of the things that was really beneficial for me is I put myself in a circle of women that actively talked about it. And I think that's why when it did happen to me, I was like, all right, whatever. But I was in a position where one of my good friends, um, who I'm hoping to have on the podcast at some point or another, one of my good friends who I think was on her third, third baby, second or third baby, um and she was like at the point where she's like i'm just gonna embrace the fact that my nipples leak and it's super awesome so she didn't wear breast pads she didn't wear a bra and she just like walked around with her titties leaking and i was like this is awesome this is fucking awesome but because of that so because i was subjected to that what an amazing person i felt so comfortable in being like oh yeah i have tits and they leak Oh my God, I love this. So it's like number two. When I had number two, it wasn't even a thing. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, for the first, like my husband's relationship with my breasts died when I gave birth Mm -hmm. and started leaking. Um, And it didn't get revived until I revived my own relationship with my breasts with number two. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's total different factor where it's like I didn't leak as much. My boobs adjusted way quicker. Um... Which I would be interested to hear if that was, was that the same for you? Like, did mm. things kind of calm down a lot quicker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had like maybe a week of like leaking like a yeah. fucking faucet. Yeah. But after that, things kind of calmed way down. And I was Still. like, oh, we're great. And so, although we have not been sexual very much mm-hmm. um, since having Fallon, my second, uh, because my libido is just not not where it once was Mm -hmm. I the boobs have been included in the party which has been nice like it's been really nice and it's like I totally so when you um if you're new to breastfeeding or if you're pregnant and maybe not nursing yet if you like sexually stimulate your nipples they're gonna fucking leak Mm -hmm. like they get hard and they're like whoa and then you can feel the letdown you're like whoa (laughs) hello so that's normal (laughs) (laughs) Let's just throw that out there. Totally normal. But what's been really fun this time around is I think because I've been actively working Mm -hmm. on like touching them more and getting in touch with them more and like just being okay with sometimes they leak. Um, I've been able to like have that experience in the bedroom and it's not weird and Mm -hmm. it's not like I don't have that moment of like I start leaking. I'm like, oh no, we have to stop doing what we're doing and I need to clean up. And right, I'm like, fuck, we'll clean that shit up later. Yeah. Totally fine. So has that been, like, similar? Oh, yeah. Second time around, 
Titty milk everywhere, man. Yeah, It's not a big deal. Oh, it's, yeah. it's embraced. It's loved. It's celebrated. Yes. And now that I've stopped nursing, it's kind of missed. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. Uh, to be 100% honest. That's yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it's just like anything. Like, okay, we salivate. We, yep. uh, there's earwax in our ears. We cry. We've got boogers in our nose. We yeah. sweat. There's all, every part of our body... Something mm-hmm. comes out of it. Yep. Okay. One hundred. One hundred percent. And if we're comfortable with everything else, yeah. maybe some of us aren't. If you've got an if, orifice, something's coming out of it. Yes, yeah, something is kind of coming out of it. So, like, just it's not a big yeah. fucking deal. Yep. Yeah. Like, and it's okay. We could go on and say, I was gonna it's say a breast milk also tastes delicious. It just does. Saying that it does. Sweet nectar okay, of the I have the to tell you something. When yes. I was pranked, okay. So after I had Henry. I had, uh, we had a friend come over and visit. And uh, so I was still breastfeeding at this time. And so me, her, and Oliver were all sitting around the dinner table. And we had just had a really good curry. And we were talking about Ooh, me nursing. Because I think I just finished nursing Henry. And my friend said, have you tasted your breast milk? And I said, uh, actually, yeah, I have. It, it tastes pretty good. She's yes. like, would you mind if I taste it? <gasps> oh, yes! yes! And I was like, you know what? I have no problem with that. I That's was like, awesome. if you want to, go right ahead. So I put some in a cup, gave it to her. She drank it. She's like, oh my God. It's like, this is delicious. Candy. It's like condensed milk. It's so it good. It really is. The, other, the thing that's really cool. So I'm one of those weird people that like continuously taste my breast milk like throughout my entire nursing journey. Yeah. It changes. So it will totally change um, based on what's going on, what you've been eating, yeah. um, what your kid needs. So if your kid's sick, it will start to yes. change a little bit. Oh, yeah. So it's really cool. And this is like... I mean, if you're not open to tasting your breast milk, no worries. Yeah, totally no, no, no pressure, man. But no. I'm totally at the point where it's like anyone who's in my life that's nursing, I'm like, I want to know what you taste like. <laughs> I really want to know what you taste like. So, um, and I was like pressuring Jeff to taste my breast milk. I was like, babe, you need to. Like, this is Was this with ridiculous. Alexis or Fallon? Both. With both. Okay. He wouldn't, he did not with, with, uh. With Alexis? No. Um, with, with Fallon, he has, um, not, not necessarily, it was not, it was not his goal it was not yeah. his goal, but he's definitely tasted it. We'll put it that way. Um, you can fill in the blanks with your imagination there. Um, anyway, it's it's cool. It gets really cool, and it's just like you're absolutely right. Like when we can start to embrace these things as just a normal part of life, yeah. like something that just happens, something yeah. that we experience. Um, it's we lose that shame factor mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. So I feel like you and I could talk about leaking titties. We could. This could be an hour-long conversation. but day fucking long. (laughs) But let's talk about fucking nipples. So this is the thing. This Okay. There's like... And this is the... Again, I feel like at some point we're going to get into the porn porn culture conversation at another time. Mm -hmm. But when it it comes to what we see, what we take in, Mm -hmm. it's very rare that we see um, a variety of women depicted on what we're taking in Mm -hmm. as like information so Mm -hmm. it's like in advertising in porn in uh, magazines etc it's like this one type Mm -hmm. of woman Mm -hmm. typically that Mm -hmm. we're seeing and so what happens is where that's what we're seeing all the time we then expect that that's what we're supposed to have yeah brainwashed but there's so much variety and Mm -hmm. so nipples was a big sore spot for me when i was growing up fuck before breastfeeding and then it got a whole lot trippier when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, hashtag free the nipple. Yes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, hashtag little bit feminist. What? <laughs> like I'm so excited, I'm knocking water over. Um, yeah. So it's like we we. I felt really uncomfortable about my nipples because my nipples were I I funny enough before I got pregnant I was like I have fucking salami nipples right mm. and I felt so uncomfortable about them to the point where it's like I never wanted to take my shirt off in front of people like I was so mm. uncomfortable um, so I would wear the big push up bras and then I would just keep my bra on anytime I was like fooling around with somebody or doing whatever because I was like no if they see my nipples they're gonna hate me oh my God, right man. so I was so uncomfortable um, with them long before I ever got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I like started to do a lot of work and got comfortable with them. And then I got pregnant and was like, oh shit, <laughs> totally new terrain. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how was your relationship with your nipples beforehand? Before, ugh, it was just like, whatever. I got nipples, I got boobs. I know nice. guys like them, so cool. Yeah. And then when I got pregnant, my pink nipples went brown and then they got big and then I was like holy shit the one thing that I never had an issue with before I now am extremely Mm self-conscious about oh and now they're leaking oh great (laughs) but then so then that that there was a bit of work there and then when I had my second I was like okay I know what's coming up I know this is gonna happen but then they got darker yeah they got bigger because yeah, your body's like we've done this yeah before. we've done this girl but we're gonna go big or go yes! home and i was like for fuck's sakes and i'm showing i'm showing my husband i'm like do you see this do you see what's happening he's like babe like this is what happens they look great like, yeah do you want me do you want me to touch them and i was like no fuck off yeah i know right You're like, no, 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 I'm still something new and this is the crazy thing about women's yeah. bodies is that we're constantly changing fucking changing all the time and you're constantly having to adapt so, like, we're constantly in this state of getting used to a new body all yeah. the fucking time. Yeah. Anyway. Which is kind of a superpower. It's, it is. And it's I a complete superpower. It. But now that I see that, yeah, I can yeah. embrace it. But yeah. then it was like, oh, my God, what is wrong with my fucking body? And, and, you know, like, whatever. So, 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 if you've never been pregnant and you were thinking about going there, do not be shocked when your nipples completely do a 180 and change. Yeah. So what's really cool, I just blew your fucking mind in the kitchen. Oh my God, did you ever. Blew your fucking mind before we did this where, um, for me, one of the things that I love to do when I'm feeling super uncomfortable about something is I like get nerdy and then I think about it and I'm like, what is this doing? Why is this mm-hmm. happening? And can I find gratitude and appreciation for it? So I, with with Alexis, like a great my, my then salami nipples fucking like tripled in size and I was like I have like 90% nipple and only 10% breast what the fuck and if you know me like at that my boobs were bigger than my head bigger yeah. than my fucking head beautiful tits power titties mm-hmm. still beautiful just a mm-hmm. little bit diff different <laughs> um Anyway, so I had these ginormous nipples, which I felt were probably a thousand times bigger than they actually were, because this is what we do to ourselves. We're like, oh my God. Um, And so I was freaking out. And then I started to, hey, if you don't already hang out with a bunch of women who walk around topless, I highly recommend it. Find people that will skinny dip with you or like hang out with you with no shirts on, Mm -hmm. because this is what happens. We start to expose ourselves to like the multitude of amazing bodies that are out there. And then we're like, oh, sweet, cool. I am totally different than the quote unquote average or normal, which Mm -hmm. is what's like projected through um, media. 
But that's a good thing because we're all different and like a very small number of us fall into that category of what we see. So when our babies are born, they're blind as fuck. They can't really see more like more anything beyond like a foot in front of their face. Mm -hmm. So the reason our nipples get so dark and so large is it's like a bullseye. It's like a target for them. That's so fucking crazy. So what's really cool is have you ever seen, um, oh, what is it? What is it called? It's going to drive me nuts. It's when your baby is born and you place them on your belly and you let them root and find the breast themselves. There's an actual word for that? It's, yeah, there is. It's really, oh. really cool. I can't remember um, if you know what it's called. Fill us in yeah. um, in the den or on social media. Just let us know uh, unless it comes to me while I'm talking about this. Mm-hmm. But what's really cool is they're like, not only is their smell designed to help them find the breast, um, but also that's like one of the only things that they can see because it's so dark and because it's so large. So they can actually like, if you place a newborn on your belly right after they're born, they will find their own way to the breast. It's really cool. You can, you can look at like YouTube videos. It's mind blowing. Wow. Um, and the only reason they're able to do that is because they can smell it and it's like, they can see it because it's so dark and in contrast to to the rest of your skin, they're able to see it. Wow. Isn't that cool? So it's like, I was feeling super uncomfortable with my like giant fucking nipples. And so I started going down the rabbit hole of research of like, why is this happening? Yes, hormones are doing this, but is there a biological reason? Yeah. And the more that I connected to that reason, I was like, that's really cool. That's amazing. It's really fucking cool. Like I had no idea about that. I knew that the newborns, um, their sight was really, really bad and they relied on their sense of smell to locate your nipple. But I didn't think of the actual size and color as well play into it. Yeah. I had and no idea. And that's why for a lot of us, so I mean, especially second it's time like around. Target. Second time around, my nipples changed probably at like the two or three month mark. They got smaller and less dark mm. um, as I was nursing Fallon because yeah. she doesn't need it anymore in the same way. Yeah, I was going to say mine right? are no longer... Uh, as large as they were when I was pregnant, like le- especially leading up to the very end, like yeah. they were humongous, and now they've just gone back to normal. I don't remember the color of them, and I look at my nipples every day. I know, day, right? I know. Like, I think they're not as brown. I assume they're not as brown. I'm gonna look at them when I, I get really home. <laughs> Maybe I just look at them right now. Seriously, actually, yeah, they're not as brown. Yeah, they're just like it's pretty chill. crazy, eh? They're chill. <laughs> mine, mine go like so. They don't go brown. They go like this, um, kind of like darker mauve-ish almost color yeah. like they're it's really cool yeah mine are like a like a really light tanny kind of nice. pinky yeah oh. that's so weird oh, I like it. i'm like now i want to look at like mine <laughs> no mine's like they're kind of back to like a, a light pink but my nipples like a, a brighter and yeah it's kind of it's not like super bright like you see some nipples that are like super vibrant bright pink and i'm like mm. oh those oh are cool gosh. Yeah. mine are not like that mine, mine are more are like they're a pinky, but they're like a, they almost have like a brown tone in them too. Yeah. Yeah. Mine definitely have a brown right? tone. Yeah. They're pinky, but with a brown tone. I hope everyone that is listening to this is totally looking at their nipples right Please now. Please look at your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> but, Let us know. But variation, variation of normal. And this yes. is the thing. So, I mean, yeah, I could totally continue talking about like giant slobby nipples mm. forever. Oh, the other thing. So with nipples, I don't know about you, but for me, I was really uncomfortable with the fact that my nipples got hard. So I really? was, yeah, so I was obsessed with like the Lacenza t-shirt padded bras because I, I was, I was terrified of my nipples being hard and somebody being able to see them through my shirt because 
90% of the time, one will get hard and the other one takes like 10 minutes to get hard. So I'm like walking around with one titty hard and I'm like, what the fuck? Are you going to catch up or are you not excited? What's going on? You know who is a great advocate for for hard nipples? Jennifer Aniston. Oh my God. All of the Friends episodes. Have you watched? You've yeah, watched. I have. Okay, every episode she's got hard nipples. I know. And everyone's always like, "Is she wearing a bra? Is she not wearing a bra? No one knows." But she's just got nipples that are out there, and she's proud of it. I love which it. Which I love. I love it. We but I didn't need to be. So her. I wasn't. What's funny is I wasn't allowed to watch Friends when I was growing up. I grew up in a super conservative Christian home. Oh my god. My dad was a minister. I was not allowed to watch oh a show god. where they were like fucking the Friends on a regular basis. They weren't fucking the Friends. Yes, they were. Chandler and Monica. And then Ross and Rachel. Well, oh, right. Yeah, Ross See? and Rachel. And then eventually Joey but and Rachel. Like, it was you know, it was PG rated. It was like point, blankets up. Point being. Sleeping in bed. Point being anyway, for an yeah. abstinence uh, pro-family. Anyways, I was not allowed to watch Friends. So I didn't have that role model in my life. So I was super uncomfortable mm. and like self-conscious about my hard nipples and my like lazy nipple that did not you're not anymore no not anymore fuck no not anymore yeah hell no but i i know that that is a sore point for a lot of people where it's like they have to have that padded Mm -hmm. um comfort because it's like if i don't have something that's padded then you can see my nipples and that's like earth shattering and again it's like there's so many different variations of even like the hardness or length of a nipple Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some the people length. have like short and wide nipples. Some people have like like thinner and longer nipples. Mm-hmm. And it's and this is the other thing, like hanging out with different women with different breasts and different nipples, like being able to see the mm-hmm. variation, like, oh my God, that's so cool. What was I fucking being so weird about? That was the other thing that happened to me after um, I got pregnant. My nipples totally, the shape, like the actual shape of, yep. what, what is the, what, like, what is that called? Because like the, there's the, the areola and, and then the actual nipple, nipple, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. I don't Feel know either. Feel free to correct us thing if we're wrong. Google. But yeah, the actual shape and length yeah. change. And that was the other thing I got really self-conscious about because they got longer. Yeah, a lot of people. And humongous. Yep. They were so big. And that was because, like, after I, yeah, when I started breastfeeding, they just, like, grew in size. Yep. Um, they're not as long as they were, but they are definitely, like, the wideness that that do will they, never go so, away. So, where they're longer, do they point down now that you're not nursing anymore? So, I've, so I have a few friends that um, were talking about, so they have longer nipples yeah. after nursing. And they were talking about how, like, the biggest thing that they were self-conscious about or, like, struggling with coming to terms with after nursing or in between nursing their kids is that, like, the gravitational pull of their nipples are down now. Um, mm, yeah. So it's not that, like, their breasts are necessarily more saggy, but, like, their nipples kind it of, It was like, like mm. that while I was nursing. Now, like, like I said, like, the length it's definitely shortened but they do point down a little bit but yeah. it, it's not it doesn't bother me it definitely bothered me while I was yeah. nursing I was really self-conscious of it because it was noticeable even when I was wearing a bra yeah like I could I could notice it yeah and I don't know if my husband could but I could and it, it made me feel really self-conscious yeah. and the, and like again just another variation of normal and like yeah, one of the exactly. changes which yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Again, I feel like we could talk about fucking nipples forever. Yeah. Uh, saggy titties. Saggy titties. So this is funny. This is Pancake a, titties. This is a funny one for me. Oh my God, especially post-nursing, right? Oh, Am man. I right? Fuck. Oh, you're like, oh, empty milk bags. I was just talking about this with with my friend and she had just finished nursing and she was just like, are your titties? 
these like pizza titties? That's what she called them. I was like, pizza you mean titties. pancake titties? She's like, I think it's the same thing. And I was like, yeah, either yeah. way. They just yeah. feel deflated. They're deflated. And like, yeah. like if the wind blew, they would just like flap it away <laughs> like paper bags. <laughs> or not paper bags, plastic bags. <laughs> I feel like that would be a really funny boomerang. Just saying. I might have to recreate that at some point. Get some like pasties and just hang in front of a fan. Yes! I would totally do that. We should both do it. Oh my it. god, yes! <laughs> so everyone can see that it is normal yes. to have titties that, that flap, flap in the, the wind. wind. <laughs> titties gone with the wind. <laughs> A musical. Oh my fuck. Oh, but this is this is the thing. So what's really fucking funny to me is like when I so I where I have where having a well-endowed chest runs in my family and like even before I got pregnant I had pretty fucking big tits Mm. um because I was curvier I was bigger and so I'm one of those lovely people that just happens to gain a lot of weight in their tits um and legs like tits and legs I find in the midsection for sure yeah so when I was I think well no when I met you I was super tiny mm-hmm. I was like terrifyingly tiny when I met you yeah you were really, I was, like, size really two. tiny that's fucked yeah but anyway it's a whole yeah. other conversation yeah. but when I was before that prior to that I was like a regular between like a size 10 11 and I had like 32g was my cup size and so I had these big boobs and they were saggy like they or I believe <laughs> my definition of saggy back mm. then like they weren't up to my fucking neck, which I believe mm-hmm. that they had to be yeah, up to my fucking perky. neck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But so I was always really self-conscious about having saggy boobs. <laughs> Little did I know they could sag more than I thought they could. <laughs> so now that I've had kids and that I've nursed, like, I wouldn't even say that they're necessarily saggier, but they have more, <laughs> they, they move more freely because they're not as full, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, it's almost like you yeah. lose some of your fat deposits to make room for the milk. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, when the milk goes, the fat doesn't come back. So mm-hmm. it's just emptier. Yeah. And so they move freely. And yeah. so it's like, if I jiggle, I might hit myself in the eye. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I mean, I think because I've always had boobs that hang a little lower than some people, I'm more comfortable with it now. Um, because I had to kind of get comfortable with it throughout my life where I was like, oh, these are only going to keep going down. Yeah. Um, but I know for a lot of people, they, if they've had like higher set breasts Mm -hmm. before and then they nurse and then now they don't, that Mm -hmm. can be like life altering. Yeah. It makes them feel really uncomfortable in the bedroom to the point where a lot of women, I, I, I was like that with my first child. You just wear a bra. You just, you don't take it off because it's so unfamiliar, Mm. but, um, Again, like what you said, go skinny dipping with some girlfriends, with some fellow mamas. Oh my god, yes. Go skinny dipping because you're going to see that we all have the same titties, or not same, but totally different. Totally different, but but we're all going through something that we're uncomfortable about and we don't have to be uncomfortable about, right? It's just exposing yourself to what's out there and reminding yourself that like, oh, we're not a one size fits all. Even if you don't want to go skinny dipping with your friend talk to your best girlfriend and, and be, be like, like let's just share hang out with titties yeah well let's or let's share some selfies yeah show send me a picture of your tits i'll send you a picture of mine let's see if they're different if they're the same whatever yeah like let's just break down this stigma yeah right if you, it, you yeah <laughs> titties 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 yeah <laughs> um 
yeah so there's so there's so much transformation and change that happens with your breasts yeah even if you don't ever get pregnant or don't ever yeah. nurse like let's agreed let's say you you bottle feed your kid your breasts still go through so many changes from yeah. like well look at look at my daughter alexis right like mm-hmm. she's four years old and she's been talking to me about breasts lately which is really cool <laughs> yeah. um but she's like mommy where are my boobies like i see my nipples but where are my boobies i'm like well they're there but they'll come in like when you reach puberty like when yeah. when your hormones start to change when you yeah. start to get your moon blood and she's like oh cool i'm gonna have titties and i'm like <laughs> you, i'm like you have them now but they're gonna like they're gonna change as you change yeah. or go through different stages of yeah, life so it's like changing. yeah it's just it's so cool when we can kind of shift into this place of being interested and curious about mm-hmm. the changes and like connected to the changes versus like mm-hmm. oh i had this and now i have this oh my god my life is ruined um yeah, so asymmetrical tits are another thing. That was a really, 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 really big one for me for a really long time, um, which is funny because it's so much more exaggerated than it ever was. Mm-hmm. But I, um, we're going to into the start conversation um, also. I feel like we might have to do this in like a three-part episode. I feel like so, forever. so many I different know. things. But I, um, I was... One of the life-saving surgeries that I've had, so if you did not know, if you're brand new to my life, uh, I was born with a congenital heart defect. Um, Within a few hours of being born, I turned blue, and they were like, oh, fuck, that's not good. And so um, I had my first open-heart surgery when I was, like, a few days old, and then I've had a total of four open-heart surgeries and, like, 32 procedures up to this point in my life. Pretty bananas. Pretty bananas. Uh, Hashtag badass don't get it wrong (laughs) don't get it twisted Mm -hmm. (laughs) but anyway one of the ones that I had when I was young which was one that like saved my life apparently um which my parents like repeatedly let me know because I was so uncomfortable about it uh, to the point where like we had talked about me going and getting reconstructive surgery for my breasts at one point because I was so uncomfortable with this part where it's like I have on my right side I have this scar that goes like from my armpit all the way down and under my breast but because of that I've lost some of my breast tissue and so I have always had a smaller right breast than I do my left now that I (laughs) now that I'm nursing it's like two cup sizes different Mm -hmm. like it's unreal like anytime I wear a shirt that has words on it the words are skewed which is really (laughs) funny um I mean I didn't fucking find it funny no for a very long time tough as a teenager to deal oh my god I was like you're so tough so in my head about it all of the time and it's Mm -hmm. like looking back now I'm like the difference was so minuscule Mm -hmm. compared to what it is now but asymmetrical breasts is pretty fucking normal as in and by normal I mean common so lots of women will have um and this is true with feet and like stuff too where it's like yeah most of us the left side does not match the right side yeah one side will be slightly differently slightly um either shaped differently or like sized differently and for a lot of us Nobody's gonna fucking notice. No. Nobody's gonna notice. Mm. For me at this point, you can definitely fucking <laughs> you can definitely fucking notice. But you own it. Um, I do now. And so this is the thing. Like I know for me when I was in that place of like when I was young and I was like, ah, my my boobs have come in and they're totally different and oh mm-hmm. my god, how am I gonna deal with this? And I would like seriously sit on my floor and cry about this, like Fuck. repeatedly. 
And um, you feel totally fucking isolated. And you're like, everybody else has totally normal tits and I don't. And this is fucked up and I don't know what to do with it. And so I think it's because of the nursing nursing relationship that I've gotten comfortable Mm. with them. Um, Because again, it's that like, gratitude of like holy shit how cool is this like what are my boobs doing for me right now mm-hmm. this is amazing this is incredible yeah. uh, I can, I've, I've nourished two humans like what yeah, exactly. and it's that like staying connected and being interested in it if I wasn't interested and invested or like excited about what my breasts were doing for me right now I would probably be like um what the fuck what the actual fuck yeah because it's like so noticeable so noticeable where there's there's i've actually i've done this twice now where i've like posted a photo on um instagram where i'm like leaning over and i'm like covering my nipples and it's like totally drastic difference and um yeah like i never would have been able to do that if i didn't appreciate like the view so when i'm looking at my boobs i think the best way to look i don't know Every woman probably has a different way they, the, that they look in the mirror and they like the way their the boobs look. Upside but down. I think the worst way <laughs> oh, to look at your forward, titties right? is leaning forward and letting them hang. Yes! Like when I am in any, if I am in that position and if I'm being like intimate with my husband, too, right? oh my God. And then I look down, so say like I'm on top of my yeah. yeah, I know. I and know what I you're getting at. And I look down, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I know. I, know. I do. Okay. Do you find that like, especially now that like the fat deposits Ugh, have shifted yeah. and like oh, it's this just... side, this side gets like empty and flat and your nipples yep. kind of poke out that way. I don't like it. Right? And then especially if you're looking and they're bouncing, you're like, oh, Jesus right Why? <laughs> it's it's the weirdest it's the weirdest way to look at your tits it really is that being said it's one of the best ways to do um to look for self-examination for breast cancer because oh. so there's so many different things this is totally squirreled into a different whatever topic. tell me but so do yourself exams touch your breasts often so important um, yeah i haven't done one in a while and normally um, well, I haven't done like a specific one, but anytime I'm like feeling my breasts, I'm like, oh, well, I'm uh, here. Let's hang out and check yeah, everything. Uh, yeah. Um, I should do that. Daily breast massage is just like the I best, just feel right? them, but I don't think about, you know, I'm just, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Brief moment. I got a text about my daughter puking. Um. No. Yeah. Fallon apparently is throwing up. I don't know why. Anyway. Breast exams. <laughs> important Fuck mom life do them i know right oh. this is the moment where you remember that we are mothers yeah um breast exam so important to them but there is a lot of the times we're kind of so hyper focused on like looking for a lump mm-hmm. that we don't ever check for the other signs which is like dimpling which is a really big one hard to tell if you have stretch marks mm-hmm. so this is why like leaning forward can be really helpful so if you lean forward and your breasts don't completely hang and there's something that's like pinning some of the tissue down that can be a really big indicator of breast cancer huh i never knew that yeah all i ever knew is just put your arm up in the air and to feel them no one ever said that no so like there's you always want to look at like if you're standing normally you want to look at the underside of your breast for any dimpling so it almost looks like cellulite right And then the other thing that you want to do is like lean forward so if i find a lump or something and this is also one of the ways that you can um 
tell if it's a cyst. Obviously, if you find anything, go yeah. check it out anyway. So yeah. a cyst will be movable where cancer won't. Hmm. So a cyst will move around. And then, obviously, if you feel anything, go get it checked 100%. Yep. Don't be like, oh, well, Lindsay said on the Momgasm podcast <laughs> that if it moves, it's a cyst and I'm fine. No, not a doctor, mm-hmm. not an expert. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you can do is if you feel something... If you then move over and it pulls away and doesn't stay in and it doesn't cause the dimpling, you can breathe a little bit easier. Still mm-hmm. go get it checked out right away, make it a priority. But it's it's one of the ways that you can you can kind of help diminish mm-hmm. the likelihood that it could be cancer, which hmm. is really cool. So yeah. I'm gonna go check that out when I get home. Yeah. So go go so go. Yeah. Let your titties <laughs> hang in front of a mirror, feel them around, check them out, get comfortable with them. But this is this is the thing, like with with anything with like body image or like things that you're uncomfortable with or things that you feel shame about we got to talk about it we got to talk about it and then actively spend time with them mm-hmm. like the more if i'm super uncomfortable in my body and i like just keep myself covered and clothed all the time mm-hmm. i'm never gonna have the opportunity to get connected to my body mm-hmm. ever yeah. So if I intentionally walk around naked or sleep naked or just sit in front of the mirror like once a day for 10 minutes naked, yeah, yeah, I'm forcing myself to get acclimatized to what my body actually is. Exactly. Not what I think my body looks like. Yeah. What we believe our body looks like to what it actually is is very different very a lot of the different. times. Um, body dysmorphia is very real. It's like... Mm-hmm. Very, very real. I think everyone has it in one way or another. 100%. I mean, obviously different variations. Exactly. Um, and it's not a subject to take lightly, but it's, no. if you actively spend time looking at your body, touching your body, being present with your body, you can actually start to reacclimatize with yourself, with your real body, your real physical body, what this feels like, what it looks like, what's going on. An easy way to do that is whenever you get out of the shower, just look in the mirror for like a good minute, mm. maybe 30 seconds, whatever you're comfortable with. Just do it and just like twirl around. See every little part mm. and then get on with your day. Like, yeah. I think that's the easiest way to do it until you start getting comfortable yeah. with looking at your body. And then maybe you'll get to the point where you're comfortable walking around naked or being naked around your friends or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to go skinny dipping with people. I haven't been skinny dipping in years. Oh my God. Ooh, so it's summer. So, I know yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> oh my God. The last time I went skinny dipping was with Ollie. We were in Cape Breton and it was down one of those uh, hiking trails. And we thought we were totally by ourselves because the end of the trail leads to like this like little um, beach that's closed in with by all these rocks. So me and, me and my husband were like, okay, like maybe we could go skinny dipping. Let's have some fun. So we get naked and we're like giggling or whatever. And <laughs> and then I I look oh over up over the hill and then I see this woman and she's staring right at us. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit! So I duck down and then uh, so then I looked at Ollie. Ollie's still fully clothed. And I was just like, what do we do? And Ollie's like, I think she's gone. I was like, all right. So we're like, are we still doing this? And, he, and You've kind of committed to, at that Yeah, point. we kind of committed. <laughs> so Ollie gets naked and we're just like, all right, let's get it. Let's go. Oh my fuck. <laughs> so Ollie runs into the fucking water and then it turns out that the tide is out. Ah! And I can't tell. <laughs> so we're just walking and walking. And we're like, what the fuck do we do? I'm like, just sit. So Ollie sits. <laughs> But he's, it's too cold, so literally all he did was dunk his balls. <laughs> I actually have a really fucking funny, similar story. <laughs> I 
crocodile. Oh my sale. god! So before you skinny dip, check uh, the tide. Check the tide. Check the tide, people. But what's funny is, so I went. Um, this was at the point where I was like only just starting to get comfortable with my body. I think Alexis was. She would have been three months old. So I'm I'm living with like wow. real life postpartum. This is all fucking new. But I was at the point in my life where it's like I had been doing a few years of um, getting comfortable with my body and like being okay with it, knowing that I had to spend more time in it, just being out and about and free. And so I went to this retreat with um, <laughs> some really awesome, amazing women who are all like my good friend was running it. But there was a bunch of people there that I were kind of just acquaintances and a bunch of other people that I just didn't know. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go skinny dipping. I'm going to go skinny dipping. It's going to happen. I think I'd only skinny dipped like one other time in my life at this point. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. And this is a Windhorse Farm. If you've you've been to Windhorse Farm, you're going to be able to picture this perfectly because it's so funny. So at Windhorse, there's like... Uh, this was the other place. This, this is actually the place that I first skinny dipped, which was when I was in nutrition school and it was probably like three years before I went back. And so I'm like, yeah, this will be amazing. I'm at Windhorse. Like this is the place that I first ever skinny dipped. It's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be grand. Uh, I was like, got my baby on my hip. I'm going to be just like elegant and in the water with my baby naked. It's awesome. This is my vision in my head. Fuck. So at Windhorse, there's two places where there's a body of water. There's the pond, which is where I skinny dipped last time. And then there's the lake, which turns into the river. Anyway, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to walk out into the lake. If you've been to Windhorse before and you've been in the lake, you know that it's like ankle fucking deep for a mile long. So I like get to the shore and I'm like with my girlfriend, Allison, at the time was not I think this was maybe the first time we had ever spent like quality time together and so I like look around nobody's really there we do know that there's another group of people staying at the farm while we're there so we know that we're not alone in this place uh which would have been different and I'm like okay fuck it I'm gonna go for it so I like strip down and like have Alexis on my hip and go to walk out full fucking naked giant leaky breasts like Full-on postpartum saggy belly. Like, all of it just fucking out there. Full fucking bush. Amazing. Full fucking bush. And I'm, like, wandering out. And I get about, like, ankle deep. And I, like, walk a little more. I'm like, nope, still ankle deep. Walk a little bit more. Nope, now I'm just the fucking naked lady with a baby on her hip. Standing in the middle of the water that is ankle fucking deep. Looking weird as shit. All right. I guess this is what I'm doing now. Like, it was... So far, so then I'm like, well, I've committed, so I just have to yeah. stand here for at least ten minutes, or it's gonna be weird because I'm stripped for this big occasion, and there is none. So if you're going to skinny dip, know check. the body, know the body of water yeah, that you're skinny the water dipping first. in. Uh, that is my one yeah. recommendation. Or go with people who will get naked and stand ankle deep with you. Yeah, that's yeah, also yeah. really helpful. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! It was so fun. It was so funny. And I was like, "Well, this is not the experience that I thought I was gonna have, but I think it was also good for me." Yeah. So fucking. That funny. was like me and Ollie. 
Yeah. And when we went back on the trail, we actually ran into the woman who saw us <laughs> naked. And it was so awkward. We were Did like, you say anything? I was just like, hi. And she just like looked at us with like this smug look on her face. She's like, hello. Like, you fucking children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and Ollie just like put our heads down and kept walking. You're like, Jesus Christ. I just want to be like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. You're welcome. Like she literally saw me just standing there stark naked on the beach. And then she saw me duck. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I was like, oh God. Oh, shit. oh my God. Yeah. That's actually good times. The best. It's fucking best. So this whole episode has basically just been about Teddy's titty shame. Titty shame. Titty shame. Because I mean, I would love to get into, so we have two other topics, two other, which was, yeah. uh, Vagine, vulva, yeah, vagina, vagina, and then we had a whole other one for just like body, body, the body stuff that we deal with. But I think that used to be like one or two more episodes. Yeah. So as much as I would like love to continue this conversation right fucking now, yeah, uh, I should probably deal with my baby that well, is apparently puking. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Again, mom life. Oh my god. But maybe what we can do, whoever is listening, um, maybe you guys can let us know. Which ones you'd love to hear most about? Would you like to hear more about vulva and vagina shame? Is that Are those things that you want to talk more about? Or are there a lot of things about body image that you want to talk about? Because we have... Oh man, we got so, so many, many different things. So many different, so many different like, things. And I mean, let's just read through this. So, gonna, no, no, hold on. Hold on. Okay. No, no, no. Let's keep, let's fucking keep this close to our chest. <laughs> because then you'll be excited and inquisitive and want to come back. That's true. Um... We're going to get into both of them at some point, mm-hmm. but we would love to know if you have one that you would love to hear sooner than the other. Yeah. And then the other thing that we would love to do is I would love to get a conversation about all of this going on in the, the den. den. So in the Momgasm Den, which is our amazing group for y'all to come and gather and just like get these conversations started, ignited, continued, deepened. Um, mm-hmm. So we can really just like blow this shit wide open and talk about it openly and the more that we talk about it, the more conversation that we have this is the whole reason we're doing this podcast the more that we can start to feel like we're normal like we're not that one weird person with a strange fucking titty or mm-hmm. um we're not the only person who's soaking the fucking sheets we're not the only person who feels a little bit uncomfortable um the first time that we we fuck our husbands or our partners um mm-hmm with leaking tits mm-hmm. or post baby or whatever the case may be. We're not the only ones that um, are feeling uncomfortable with this stuff. So let's yeah. have these conversations. Let's get into it. Let's tell support us your one stories. Yes. I want to know about your leaky breast t- uh, uh, stories and nipple stories. Or and... funny uh, skinny dipping stories. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to hear that too. <laughs> but yeah, so come meet us in the den. Um, the link is always available in mm-hmm. the description and we'd love to get this conversation going with you. And we'll also put up a poll for you to add some of those additional things that maybe you felt shame for um, in your body and in your life so that we can maybe add them to the the growing list that we already have going before we get into yes. vulva and vagina shame and then body image issues. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anything you want to add there, Sarah? Sarah Bear? <laughs> Feel free to tell me to never call you that again. I actually know that has been my nickname for really? most of my life. Yeah, love. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, no, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, if I want to hear more stories in the den, I want also. I mean, I know there's there's Facebook. I was guidelines. gonna say uh, 
photos. Photos. Just cover the nipples with like, you know, emoji or your keep, hands or keep, whatever. Keep, keep your titties to yourself. Yeah. And as keep, much as we want to free the nipple. Keep your vag behind yeah. something. We can't, unfortunately. Um, unless you want to hang out with us in real person. Oh my God. Real, real life. Naked retreats. What? Then we can do this. We can definitely free the nipple. So you're going to have to wait till then though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, Join us again. Much love as always. Come back. Uh, let us know what you want us to get into next. Because we doing this for you. Pussy. Yeah.